Welcome to the Ogletree Deacons Podcast, a brief discussion of compelling legal issues and practical insights. Please note that the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be, nor should it be construed as legal advice. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. Please enjoy the program. My name is Natalie McEwen. I am an immigration associate in Ogletree Deacon's Tampa office. Hello, my name is Tiffany Coburn. I'm also an immigration associate at Ogletree's Tampa office. Tiffany, can you start out by telling us about this new law in Florida? Sure. So SB 1718 is the most aggressive immigration-related law in Florida's history. It will dramatically increase the ability of state law enforcement to enforce immigration laws, mandates the use of E-Verify by Florida employers with over 25 employees, requires hospitals to maintain data on patients' immigration status, restricts access to Florida driver's licenses, and adds state, civil, and criminal penalties for violations of its provisions. SB 1718 took effect on July 1st, 2023. Florida's new immigration law is pretty broad and also has a significant impact on employers. The two provisions specifically affecting Florida employers relates to the employment of an unauthorized individual and the new requirement to use E-Verify. According to Florida Statute Section 448.09, it is unlawful to knowingly employ, hire, recruit, or refer any person who is not authorized to work. Employers cannot continue to employ an unauthorized alien after obtaining actual or constructive knowledge that an individual is unauthorized. And we've gotten several questions about what constructive knowledge is. And some examples of that include when an employer fails to complete or improperly completes the Form I-9, the employer has information that would indicate the person is not authorized to work, failing to re-verify a Form I-9 requiring re-verification, usually will be considered constructive knowledge. A clear situation is found when an employer receives a notice of suspect documents from ICE or Immigration and Customs Enforcement that an employee has submitted fraudulent documentation. The courts generally have held that such a notification would provide an employer with constructive knowledge of a problem and that the employer would need to re-verify. Wow, that is uh, quite comprehensive, Tiffany. Are there any defenses that are available to employers that might run into issues? Yes, at 1718 also carves out defenses for employment of unauthorized individuals. Uh, Use of the E-Verify system, or if that system is unavailable, use of Form I-9 is an affirmative defense that the employer has not violated that section. And it's also important to note that SB 1718 creates escalating penalties depending on the number of undocumented workers and the frequency of violations. So for the first violation, it would include repayment of any economic development incentive, such as grants, tax exemptions, refunds, credits, and one year of probation and quarterly reporting to demonstrate compliance. 
subsequent violations within 24 months of a prior violation is grounds for suspension or revocation of all licenses. I understand that in addition to these requirements, SB 1718 also uh, implements an E-Verify requirement for Florida employers. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Beginning on July 1st, 2023, private employers with 25 or more employees are required to use the federal E-Verify system to verify the employment eligibility of newly hired employees within three business days after the first day that the new hire begins working for pay. This also applies to public agencies and their contractors and subcontractors. E-Verify is a web-based system through which employers electronically confirm the employment eligibility of their employees. The information provided to E-Verify is taken from the employee's form I-9 and then electronically compared against the Department of Homeland Security and Social Security Administration records. While participation in E-Verify is voluntary for most employers, other employers may be required by state law or federal regulation to use E-Verify. Currently, there are approximately 25 states that require at least some or all employers to utilize E-Verify. Well, that does sound quite far-reaching. Can you tell us, Tiffany, are there any employers that would be exempt from this new requirement? Yes. So all Florida private employers with 25 employees or less are exempt. Any employees hired prior to July 1st, 2023 are exempt, and independent contractors are not subject to this either. As far as employee leasing companies, temporary and staffing agencies are not exempt. However, they are able to update their written agreements to pass the burden of E-Verify to the client if they choose to do so. Other requirements include retaining copies of I-9 documentation provided and any official e-verification generated for at least three years, and employers will be required to certify compliance with the e-verify requirement on their first return each calendar year to the state's tax service provider. So can you tell us a little bit about what the penalties will be uh, if an employer fails to comply with these requirements? Sure. SB 1718 authorizes state law enforcement agencies to request copies of documentation relied upon by the employer for employment verification purposes. Beginning on July 1st, 2024, state law enforcement agencies are authorized to perform random audits of businesses. And if it is determined that an employer is not complying with employment verification obligations, provide the employer with 30 days to cure noncompliance. SB 1718 imposes a $1,000 per day fine on employers found to have failed to use E-Verify three times in a 24-month period until the employer provides proof that the noncompliance is cured. Noncompliance is also grounds for the suspension of all state business licenses until the noncompliance is cured. So it definitely has some far-reaching effects for Florida's employers. And can you tell us a little bit more about uh, how SB 1718 will affect Florida's uh, employers' workforces and the individuals? Absolutely. Um, It's going to affect them in three different areas. 
The first one is in the area of driver's licenses and ID documents. Uh, SB 1718 will prevent counties and municipalities from funding the issuance of any ID card or document to a person who does not show proof of lawful presence in the U.S. Uh, Documents may still be issued, but no government funding is going to be permitted. Out-of-state driver's licenses uh, that are issued exclusively to undocumented immigrants will now be considered to be invalid in Florida. The Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles will maintain a list on its website of -of out-of-state licenses that are considered to be invalid. That is currently 19 states. Uh, If an individual is found to be driving in the state of Florida with one of these licenses, a driving without a license citation will be issued to them. The second area that will be affected uh, is the area of hospitals. Uh, Any hospital that accepts Medicaid will now be required, or effective July 1st, will be required to include a provision on their intake paperwork asking if a patient is a U.S. citizen lawfully present in the U.S. or not lawfully present in the U.S. The paperwork must also include a statement that the response given will not affect the care the patient will receive nor will it result in a report of the patient's status to immigration authorities. Uh, The hospital will be required uh, to submit quarterly reports of the information gathered. Uh, It's important to note that patients can decline to answer the questions. Is it recommended that everyone, even if they do have lawful status, is it recommended that they answer that question or can they go ahead and decline to answer that? They can absolutely decline to answer that if they choose to do so. Okay. And the hospital is still required to provide care to the individual no matter what their immigration status is. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Thank you. We've been getting lots of questions uh, regarding driving within the state of Florida uh, with a coworker or a family member that may not have documentation, and there has been some concern about that, how it affects employees in Florida. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and clear up any misconceptions that people have may have regarding that? Absolutely. Florida SB 1718 will criminalize the act of transporting an undocumented individual into the state of Florida. Uh, Specifically, it will make it a third degree felony for an individual to knowingly and willfully transport into Florida, so across state lines, an individual that he knows or reasonably should know has entered the U.S. without inspection. Uh, If the individual who is transported is a minor, that will be a second-degree felony. It's important to note that for each person transported into the state of Florida, it will count as a separate felony. Five or more separate offenses during a single episode is a second-degree felony. So if you imagine you have five passengers uh, in your car, that would be a single episode, and so would be a second-degree felony. 
a subsequent violation following a conviction, which would be a determination of guilt resulting from a plea agreement or trial, even if adjudication is withheld uh, or a plea of no low contender is entered, would be a second degree felony as well. If an individual is arrested, they will be held in custody and brought to court for pretrial release. Now, what's very important to note, and to your point, Tiffany, there is quite a lot of uh, misinformation that's out there. The legislation does not criminalize living with, sheltering, or renting space to family, friends, or other individuals who are undocumented, concealing, harboring, or shielding from detection undocumented individuals or transporting undocumented individuals within the state. The section of SB 1718, which criminalizes the transport into the state of Florida of individuals who entered the U.S. without inspection, now faces its first legal challenge. Uh, On July 17th of 2023, a complaint was filed alleging that with the passage of SB 1718, Florida has taken on the federal government's central role in regulating immigration and has violated the right to due process of persons it subjects to criminal prosecution. It remains to be seen how this challenge will play out. So with so much going on, Tiffany, what should employers be doing to prepare for all of this? It's important for Florida employers to just think about what they can do to assess where they are uh, regarding the employment verification. Consider completing an assessment of the I-9 program and policies, the hiring practices, onboarding procedures, resolution processes, and E-Verify compliance. Register for for E-Verify, and then also conduct an internal voluntary audit of existing Form I-9s and documentation. That will also help inform what training needs to take place for your team regarding E-Verify and I-9 compliance. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Tiffany, and thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast on Florida's new immigration law, SB 1718. Thank you for joining us on the Ogletree Deacons podcast. You can subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. And remember, the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as legal advice.